Everybody and welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we are going to be talking about one of my previous most anticipated albums of 2019. We are talking about You Are Okay by The Main. It's been a long time coming and now it's finally here. Yes, and boy do we have a lot to say about this album. There is a lot to get through. Today we are going to be giving you our overall thoughts of this album, especially this album compared to some of their previous work. And also we are going to be talking about our top five favorite tracks and our least favorite off of You Are Okay. There's a lot to say about this, man. I'm super excited. But first, as always, we have our top three international countries of this week. So let's get into our listener segment, Eric, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Coming in at number three, we have Brazil. Nice. Brazil. Nice to see them again. Welcome back, Brazil. Coming in at number two, we have Mexico. Mexico, strong as always. Mexico is consistently in the top three, no matter what. Got to give a shout out to Mexico. And coming in at number one, their debut on our top three, we have Vietnam. Wow, Vietnam. Congratulations, guys. Coming out of nowhere and stealing the top spot. Wow. Yeah, wow is right, man. That, I couldn't have seen that coming. So here we have it. Number three, Brazil. Number two, Mexico. And number one, Vietnam. Welcome, Vietnam. And thank you so much to our top three and everybody out there who takes the time to listen to us. We appreciate you all so much. And there you have it, you guys. That is our top three of this week. But have no fear. If you want to make it into our top three next week or any week after that, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have. And we be shouting you out next and without further ado it's time to get into the main's seventh that's right seventh album titled you are okay coming in with 10 tracks for a total of 45 minutes eric this is going to be one heck of a ride we're about to go on here yeah man i mean i've been listening to this album on repeat and i definitely have a lot of opinions on it so let's get into it shall we All right, so two weeks ago on March 29th, the main released their seventh album titled You Are Okay. Like I said before, 10 tracks on this album. We have Slip the Noose, My Best Habit, Numb Without You, I Feel It All Over, Heaven, We're Already Here, Forevermore, Tears Won't Cry, One Sunset, Broken Parts, and Flowers on the Grave for a total of 45 minutes of listening pleasure. 
shout out to the main for creating a nine minute song too there at the end just gonna throw that out there their first nine minute song a really long one for them we are going to get into that and everything else in between on this album before we really dissect this thing let's start off by just talking about our overall thoughts so eric what did you overall think when you first listened to this album so it definitely seems to stay in line with the previous two albums in terms of sound and lyrics but even with that some things are different but before i get into that let's talk about what hasn't changed so their lyrics remain very emotional very personal the themes are some of the same that have been explored on previous albums such as love heartbreak, self-destruction, hedonism. The music's still heavy, still poppy, and at times still dark, as is always the case with them. That's kind of one of their specialties. And their trademark guitar tone is definitely still there. You can hear that ethereal sound through the riffs, through the leads. And the bass and drums, of course, are as powerful as ever. And John's voice, man. It's as amazing as it's ever been. So honestly, this album has all the trademarks of their sound. You know, the only things that have changed are just these like little nuances that they add to their music. There's definitely more experimentation, I feel. Uh, you know, they add some synths, they add strings, you know, and of course they add, you know, effects to John's vocals as well, just to give it a more special feel. So those things I feel really give each song its own mood, and I really like that a lot because I feel like no songs sound the same on this album. On the other two, I could kind of say that about a couple of songs. I could say, okay, they kind of sound the same even if they talk about different things, but on this album, I really do feel like each song is its own little universe in a way. I love that. I love that take on it because I definitely agree with that point. I think that this is their most experimental album yet out of their whole discography and I agree with the vocal effects the strings really thinking outside of the box really pushing the envelope on this album and for me personally sometimes it hits and sometimes it misses but when it hits it really does hit speaking of hits and misses the only other difference I found on this album are the lyrics, and I'll explain what I mean. Obviously, between the two of us, you are more the main expert than I am. I've only ever listened to American Candy and Lovely Little Lonely, both fantastic albums, as is this new one. However, you can agree or disagree. This is maybe a problem I have, precisely because I'm not as well-versed in, in them as you are. But on some songs on this album kind of seemed a little bit ambiguous lyrically when I was listening to them, as much as I tried to figure out their meaning, I really couldn't. Like, I could get a vague idea of what they were talking about, but that's the key word. It was vague. Like, I couldn't completely get to the real meaning of it, and I can see that that's obviously intentional, because sometimes the beauty in a song is for you to figure out its meaning by yourself. But, I don't know, maybe this is something that's always been there, and I just didn't notice it that much. However, the one thing that really prevents me from looking too much into it is the music. You know, I feel like on this album, if the lyrics don't really resonate with you, the music will take care of the rest. Yeah, to, to your point of what you're saying, I think 
what the ban really is trying to do here is leave it open-ended for your interpretation. They don't want to just slap on their own personal meaning to it and make it so insanely obvious that, okay, this right here is a love song. This right here is heartbreak. I mean, that's been done so many times and rehashed over and over again. And I feel like with this album, not only did they want to break barriers and go outside the box and create music unlike anything that they've created before, but I think to your point with some of the songs being very vague and open-ended, I think they did that intentionally because they wanted you to kind of explore certain areas within songs that maybe they couldn't even come up with. And maybe when you listen to it, you have your own meaning of what that song personally means to you. Instead of it identifying with them and what they're going through, they kind of throw it out there where they might have their own meaning, but they want you to create your own meaning while listening to it over and over again. And then maybe over time, it could even change for you, depending on how much you actually listen to this album. So that is just my theory on it. It could be just what you're saying that maybe lyrically some of these songs are just lacking, period, and uh, there isn't really that much depth into them. It could be that as well. I have very mixed feelings about this album. I got to tell you, being a longtime main fan, this album is very bittersweet for me, kind of what I touched upon before. Some of these songs are hits and some of these songs are misses for me. And with the past two main albums, they were just so, in my opinion, consistently good overall that going into this album, this one felt a little bit disjointed for me. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that point as well. But yeah, I I definitely did feel a difference this time around. I felt like... And granted, you should never, you know, base your opinions based on just one listen on an album. Like, if you, upon the first listen, know that this is an album that you're going to play forever, yeah, that's fine. But you should never form a definitive opinion just on one listen. Absolutely. But, you know, in this case, I definitely knew that just one listen wasn't going to do it for me. Just because you feel the disparity between American Candy, Lovely Little Lonely... And you are okay. You just know that something's missing or that something changed along the way. And so in order to really process an album like this, you got to give it at least a few more listens in order to truly appreciate what they're doing here and where they're going. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. When you listen to this album upon first listen, it might really take you a while to kind of absorb everything that it has and everything that it's packaged in. You have to listen to this album multiple times to really grasp what's going on here. Yeah, because my big question, as soon as I was done with the album, was what just happened? Like, what, <laughs> you know, what what is it? Not in a bad way, but it's it's kind of like that nagging feeling where you're like, I got to go back. I got to listen to everything again because I really want to understand it. Because you do know that, at least in my opinion, I know this is a good album. I know that it's got a lot of great songs. But in order for me to truly feel satisfied, I guess, that's where the multiple listens aspect comes in. I really want to be able to appreciate it for what it is. For me, listening to this album, it kind of felt like they were throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall trying to see what would stick. And 
sometimes it really paid off on certain songs, in my opinion, like Heaven We're Already Here, Flowers on the Grave. Those are songs that they really just went for. And there are songs that they have never treaded in those territories before, musically and lyrically. And they paid off. They truly did, in my opinion. And then there's other songs on this album that are kind of just like, well, we've heard this in a sense before, or it's in the same realm as previous material, even if musically it's completely different. But lyrically, you can be like, yeah, okay, I've heard this. And if I didn't hear it from this band, I've heard it before from other bands. So there's a couple tracks on this album that, to me, are kind of forgettable in the the grand scheme of things. Because if you go and you listen to this album as a whole, and then you see these standout tracks, and you listen to those, you're like, whoa. And then you get to another track that's sandwiched in between and maybe it would have worked on a previous album or maybe it would have worked for another artist in general for that being their best but when you see what the main is fully capable of that really just doesn't get by anymore you know and you can't get away with doing that anymore when you go from such a high because this album has the highest of highs and and low points when you come off of that high and you go to another track that's sandwiched in between it's just become so incredibly underwhelming at that point. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like when you, you know, make a masterpiece of an album and let's say you move on to another album like they did in this case and you see that they're still repeating some stuff that they've done in the past that hasn't really worked. You know, you're right. You do feel underwhelmed because you have some amazing songs and then within that you get some songs where you just go, wait a minute. I thought they were past this or I thought they, you know, weren't going to do this anymore. And, you know, it does kind of take away from that a little bit. And I think what you're saying about some of the lyrics being a little bit repetitive, I think that's maybe another thing that I uh, felt about the lyrics, too. I, you know, would read along with the lyrics as the songs were playing. And that's exactly what I would think. In some cases, I would be like, wait a minute, isn't this more or less the same song as this one on this album? Just repackaged differently with the music but even with that even if some of the lyrics did feel repetitive it was the vagueness of them that kind of you know took some of that away for me at least you know i don't know is it just me or have they done this in the past where they've intentionally been vague and maybe i just didn't notice it or i think it's been a mix of both to be honest with you there have been lyrics in the past where you have to interpret and then there's lyrics where you know exactly what they're talking about and it hits on a very personal topic to the band or just to the fans in general or a universal thing where everybody can relate to it so it's been a mix of both i think to your point, though, on this album, they really pushed for it a lot more than they have on their previous work. To go along with the theme of really just trying to experiment and try to create something fresh and new and exciting. And with that, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I feel like I keep saying that, but I can't stress that enough. This album is kind of a question mark for me because there are moments on this album where I'm like, wow this is incredible. I can't believe that they came up with this. I can't believe that this is the main, look how far they've come. And then there are other moments on this album where I'm like, this really made the final cut. So that's how I feel. And I think I made one critical mistake 
uh, when going into this album, even way before it was released. Um, obviously, you know the expression, you should never judge a book by its cover. And that was kind of my mistake going into this. Because when I saw the title for the album, You Are Okay, you know, I really thought this was going to be another album on the same level as Lovely Little Lonely, where they would talk about a whole bunch of personal subjects, and they did, but where they would do it in a way that would leave you with a sense of hope or with a sense of, you know, just being reassurance. Re- yes, being re-energized or having your faith restored. But then when I realized that it was just a variety of different subjects that didn't really have any single running theme, yeah, that was a little disappointing for me. I totally agree with you, Eric. And that's what I meant before when I said that this album, the experience of it, listening to it as a whole, is completely disjointed compared to their last two albums, Lovely Little Only American Candy. When you sit down and you listen to those albums, it's a full experience from front to back. It feels like a whole cohesive piece of work. And all those songs are very much on par with each other. Yeah, you can have your personal favorites and you can like some more than others, but musically and lyrically, you can't deny that they're all on par with each other. And then when you get thrown into this album, You Are Okay, it's very much all over the place and I'm not sure it knows what it wants to be. That's very true. I think the best way I can describe this album, for me specifically, is like writing a term paper where the introduction and the conclusion are both about the same thing, and then the body is just goes off on a tangent. Because <laughs> think about it, when you listen to the first song on this album, it starts out with that theme of brokenness, you saved me, you know, we got through it together, and it ends more or less on the same note, where it ends on a positive, reassuring note. But the middle is just about a bunch of different things, and you're just like, okay, That's cool, and I appreciate all the different subjects, all the different sounds, but what's this album really trying to be, you know? And that's the thing. I think by them experimenting so much, they lost that essence of where they were trying to go with this album. I think maybe they started out with an idea, hence the you are okay, but then by the end of it, it just became a multitude of directions and emotions that really didn't overall relate back to maybe the theme that they started out with. That's just a theory of mine. I have no clue. But two things that the main are phenomenal at doing, I will give them this, is number one, they know how to release a lead single. Usually bands and artists, in my opinion, get this wrong where they drop a single, whether that be to their own volition or if management and record labels want to push for a separate song. But regardless of whatever it may be, usually they get it wrong. And when you do listen to the album, you're like, why didn't they decide to go with that instead of that? But the main have a way of knowing this is the song. And they let off You Are Okay with Numb Without You. And I remember hearing that. I think that's also partly why I feel kind of disappointed and meh overall. Because that was just such a strong song, in my opinion, to lead off with. And especially because not only did it feel like how a main song normally feels and how it can be in line with their older stuff but it was fresh and exciting the ideas behind it the experimentation with the strings and everything and it it gave it more a theatrical kind of vibe and to lead off with that song it really set the bar 
very, very high. And then I saw that they played it live at their 8123 festival at the beginning of this year. And I saw how the crowd was going nuts for it and the energy live was just to translate that song in a live setting phenomenal. So yeah, the bar was set very, very high. So that's the first thing I want to say. The main are really good at picking out lead singles. They did it with Bad Behavior on Lovely Little Lonely. They did it with None Without You for You Are Okay. And both are, in my opinion, standouts on each album. And then the second thing that I want to point out that they're really good at is closer tracks. They are so good at rounding out an album. And once you get to that closer track, you don't feel like you just got through an album and you're like, wait, that's it? I cannot stand when you listen to an album, whether it's good, bad, somewhere in between, but then you're done with it. And after the last song, you're like, wait, but it's over and that that's it? With the main, they put in the perfect closer track on this album and on previous albums they're so good at doing that opening the albums closing the albums and making it feel like a full experience yeah i love that too and i think the one thing i love about the closing track is exactly what you said the nine minute length i really love it when artists do that whenever they save an epic as the conclusion of an album because you know it's just such a journey to take, you know, especially like that. I don't know about other people. Maybe other people don't have the patience to listen to anything longer than three minutes. But me personally, I love it whenever I embark on journeys like this because, you know, it's interesting to see where they go, where they take it. And ultimately, to me, a song that's this long really showcases an artist's you know, true abilities. It was a real treat for them to come out with a nine minute song. I remember when I just saw the track listing and I saw the times for each. I was like, wait a minute, the main is releasing a nine minute song. So I already knew that that song was going to be an epic song for it to be that length. And because usually the main maybe three, four minutes max. I mean, nothing too out of this world. But when I saw the main was releasing a nine minute song, I knew it wouldn't disappoint. And for me personally, it didn't. Uh, the lyrical themes on the song, the way that it rounds out the album, and it does, it has this build up in the song. And I get what you mean. Some might not have the patience to sit through a nine minute song and they might just get through the lyrical part and then fast forward to the end to round it out. But it is worth it, and I think it's very much worth it, actually. And it's definitely one of my favorites off of this album. I love that they brought it back to the intro track, which was Slip the Noose. The lyric gets repeated throughout the end, and then it slowly fades out. It says, I was on the verge of breaking down, and then you came around. And if that isn't a main lyric, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, I think the one thing I love about what they did with that is that it really just makes the album come around full circle. I agree. When they tie everything together like that, it makes the listening experience that much more special because it really shows how much you're paying attention throughout the album. And it's just little Easter eggs like that. I love when bands do that or when they tie back to maybe previous songs or references and lyrics from their previous work, things like that. I always treasure being such an avid listener. I always treasure when artists and bands go out of their way to add that little 
little extra something special in their albums and in their songs. Speaking in terms of feeling satisfied at the end of an album, you could have an album like this one or like any other where, you know, the, the center of it feels disjointed and, you know, just feels like you threw ideas all around the place. But if you can really grab my attention with a solid intro and then finish an album like that, no matter how disparate it may be, if you can finish it with at least one or two awesome closing songs, then you've redeemed yourself to me. There's definitely moments like that where you listen to these songs and you're like, yes, this is the main at their best. And in some cases, you think to yourself, you know, these guys are just masterful songwriters. I'm so glad that they could always come up with a song that really hits you right where it should. You know, it's it's almost... I'm not sure if you felt this before, but it's almost like they're inside your head. And as they're in there, they're crafting the song. Yeah, I totally know what you mean by that. It's just extremely comforting to listen to a band where you know that certain experiences, they can also relate with you. And it's kind of that universal feeling of you not feeling alone. Hence, you are okay. So that definitely ties in with that. Going into favorites and least favorites off of this album, we have 10 tracks here to choose from, Eric. And I told you we're going to pick our top five favorites and a least favorite. So let's just start out with the least favorite. As always, we'll get the negative out of the way first. So Eric, what was your least favorite track overall on You Are Okay? So my least favorite track was definitely One Sunset. Lyrically, I knew there was a story there, and I wanted to know what that story was, but no matter how hard I tried, I could not come to the, you know, deeper meaning of the song. But I guess it just wasn't meant to be. I really very much agree with you, because surprisingly enough, I have two least favorites. Now, I know I said just to pick one, but... They kind of ended up tying for me for songs that really miss the mark for me. And those songs are One Sunset and Tears Won't Cry. Those two songs on the album are sandwiched in between other songs that I think are truly phenomenal. And once we get to our favorites, there's a song in particular that I think is one of the best songs the main has ever created, period. So to go from stuff like that to a track that I couldn't believe actually made the final cut for this album. Because not only does it feel like something that they could have done previously, but it just feels like a B-side. It doesn't even feel like a fully fleshed out story, something that really engages you. It's just, I don't know, that one really missed the mark for me. And Tears Won't Cry, I just don't like the style of the song overall I think that's what throws it off for me and the same as One Sunset after listening to it I just didn't really vibe with it and didn't really care much for it compared to the other songs I feel like these two songs are the most out of place songs on this album and I think Tears Won't Cry I appreciate that they tried to do something different and more out of the box as with a lot of the other songs off this album I know Most of them are extremely experimental for the main, but for this one, it just didn't sit right with me and it missed the mark for me. So those would be my two least favorite. Now to get into the brighter side of things, because there are positives on this album, 
our top five favorites off of this. We'll start with number five and then work our way up to our number one favorite off of this album. We'll go back and forth. Eric, you started off. What is your number five pick? So my number five is Forevermore. You know, I just love the feel of that song. It's just got such a special mood to it, you know? I'd have to say it's one of the better acoustic songs I've heard in recent memory, like from the vocal to that lone acoustic guitar. You know, it's perfect, you know? And the placement of it is perfect. It's right in the middle. It's such a good song. For my number five, I ended up going with Flowers on the Grave. I knew that this was going to make my top five. I didn't know where I was going to put it. I decided to put it at my fifth spot for all the reasons that I spoke about in this episode earlier. Such an epic closer track. I love this track lyrically. I love the risk that the band took making it a nine minute song and how they just really took this album and circled it back to the beginning and left you with that reassurance that everything's going to be okay, which I loved, hence the album titled. So throughout such an experimentational album, I thought that this song in particular was such a work of art. And here is where they hit the nail right on the head. I totally agree. You know, that song, in my opinion, will forever be one of their most masterful and most well-crafted songs just because it's so different, but different in the right way, if that's the best way I can put it. What is your number four pick, Eric? So you might be surprised by this one, but my fourth is Broken Parts. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I think the reason why I like it that much is because, because it's right before Flowers on the Grave. It kind of gives you a nice little prelude, kind of. Even if you don't know what you're going to hear on Flowers on the Grave, you know, Broken parts is just such a really nice setup for that song in my opinion you know it talks about just overall being broken yet there's still a positive side to that and I think that positive side just you know comes to full fruition on flowers on the grave so that's what I love about that song mostly that it really just sets the mood for the grand finale Honestly, that is a really nice way of thinking about it. And now when I go back and listen to the album again, because I've listened to this album so many times at this point, it's been two weeks since it's been out and I feel like I've listened to this album to death already. But when I go back and listen to it, I'm going to keep that in mind and see if maybe Broken Parts will grow on me a little bit more. It's by far not the worst track off of this album. Uh, that I will say. But for me, it was just kind of something thrown in the middle. It wasn't here nor there. But with that perspective on it, I really like that. I really like that you think that it's a prelude to the ending, the closer track, Flowers in the Grave, because that kind of changes the game. It changes my perspective on it. So I will think about that next time I listen to it. Coming in at number four for me, I have My Best Habit. So I knew that you were going to be surprised by that. But I think the reason why I like this song so much is it's just such a fun listen. And it's something that definitely could have been on one of their previous albums. And I think that's what sold it for me. Not the fact that they're rehashing, because they're not. The sound of it is completely different than anything they've done in the past. But lyrically, it's a very fun 
song to jam out to and to sing along with. You know, even if something on this album is lacking in one respect, it's not lacking in another. So let's say something doesn't do it for me lyrically, it'll totally take care of it for me musically. So really, you kind of can't go wrong. Very true. That's very true. So my third favorite, and I know that I, I had a problem with this one, but it still managed to make my top five, None Without You. Wow. Honestly, I'm so surprised by that. It's one of those songs that really just puts me in a good mood. And, you know, the music speaks to me in the way that the lyrics don't. So that's really what redeems it for me. Coming in at number three for me, Forevermore. Forevermore nice. made my list as well. And the best way that I can describe this song is this bright little jam amidst all the busyness of this album. I think that this album is, like I said, their most experimental album to date. And there's a lot going on in this album. And there's definitely a lot to really take in and digest. But Forevermore is just this nice breath of fresh air. And this track is so sweet. And I knew upon first listen that this was going to be one of my favorite songs. I love John's vocal. I love how raw this song is. I love that it's just so bare bone. And it's so funny compared to everything else on this album because everything else has so much in it. We got synths. We got strings. We got reverb and vocal effects here. And with Forevermore, it just takes everything back to the basics, strips everything down, just John, the lead singer, and his acoustic guitar. And for that reason, I knew it had to make my top five. I love the fact that the main can always instill that hopefulness in anybody that listens to their music. And I love that. I need that kind of positivity in my life, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? All right. So my number two is Flowers on the Grave. Nice. Nice. Just because it's, to me, it's an epic, you know, it's, a crazy gem of a song. I love its meaning behind it. You know, maybe it's my number two because, you know, where I am currently in my personal life, it really relates. I can relate to it. And, you know, it's not just the message. It's just all of the different moods that it puts you through. It's the journey that I really love about it. And, of course, this song perfectly ties together the album with that lyric at the end. So for those reasons, it's my number two. Great choice. Great choice. My number two is Numb Without You. Very nice. Yes. How can you not love the song? The main knows how to pick a lead single and wow, they hit it out of the park with Numb Without You. It really got my hopes up super high and set the bar real high for this album. This song is such a banger. Musically, lyrically, it all hits me so hard, right in the chest, in the best possible way. And Numb Without You is a song that I'm going to be taking for this album and listening to for years and years to come. So that's why I chose Numb Without You for my number two. To be honest with you, Eric, it was close to being my number one. And I really thought going into this album that this was going to be my number one. Even upon first listen to the rest of the album, I'm like, nope, Numb Without You, that's still it. That's still the gem. But there was one song on this album that really blew me away. One of the best main songs that they've ever written, period. 
and I'll leave it at that. I'll let you go first. Eric, what was your number one choice? So you'll probably be surprised by this at first, but once I explain why it's my number one, then you'll completely understand. And my favorite is Tears Won't Cry. Wow. Okay. Curveball. And the reason why (laughs) Tears Won't Cry is my favorite is because it has a very Led Zeppelin feel to it. Ah, I see. Yeah, they... uh, they have that Led Zeppelin groove throughout this song, and also it's the main riff of the song is very similar to a Queens of the Stone Age riff from the song The Evil Has Landed off of their album Villains, which is the most recent one. But, you know, even with that Queens of the Stone Age song, you hear it, and you still go, oh, that Led Zeppelin influence is there. So that's why I love this one, and I also love it because, in my opinion, it's the most fun song on this album, it's the most upbeat And I love that experimental route they're going in. In my opinion, this is the type of experimentation that works. But, you know, I I obviously am not as well-versed in the main as you, so obviously we're both going to have differing opinions on that. You know, you may applaud the experimentation, but at the same time it's so out there that you're like, this isn't really them. But, you know, to me, it's clearly a different affair. I'm glad you bring that up, too, because not only are we going to have different opinions, I mean, it would be pretty boring if we sat here every album review and just agreed on everything each other said. That would be a dull listen, number one. Number two, I think that the beauty of music in general is I can listen to something, you can listen to something, and we can have two completely different experiences on that subject matter and on that song, which for that I love, because music is all about perspective. And something that could be the best song on the album for you could be my worst song for this case or vice versa where something really stands out for me and you were like yeah it was good but I don't really see what all the fuss is about Eric can you possibly guess my number one favorite song off of this album Mm, honestly no idea because you know for, for so many reasons I'd rather just be surprised I know I built it up like crazy, but I wholeheartedly believe this is one of the best songs the main has ever written, period, off of any of their albums. And that's why I had to put it at my number one. It was very close between this and Numb Without You for the top spot. But every time I listen to this song, it just blows me away all over again, like the first time I heard it. And that is Heaven, We Are Already Here. Love that song. I love the buildup of it. Lyrics. Oh my God. I just love everything about the song. I love the experimentation. I love it musically, lyrically. This song is just such a diamond in the rough on this album. Yeah. And I feel like this is something that maybe has been explored on previous albums, not the lyrics themselves per se, but the topic of just, you know, living in the moment, living your best life right now, finding happiness you know, in life. But, you know, even even with that, I kind of feel like this song takes it a step further in terms of lyrics and music. Personally, Eric, just want to get your opinion on this because you've listened now to You Are Okay, Lovely Little Lonely, and American Candy. I've listened to their whole discography. I've been a main fan since the beginning, and a lot of our listeners have actually asked me to rank their seven albums, which I will do. And I know you haven't listened to all the albums, so you can't really do much there. But for the ones that you have listened to, I want to know how does each album rank for you and which one holds up for your number one spot? 
So that's an easy one. Um, definitely You're Okay is my last. My second would be American Candy, and my first would be Lovely Little Lonely. And, you guys, just gonna throw this out there, shameless plug, we reviewed Lovely Little Lonely last year because we both loved it so much, and that's how I really roped Eric in to the world of the main. So if you guys want to go listen to that, I'll put a link down below. You can go listen to our review of that album. Although I will say this, with American Candy and Lovely Little Lonely, it's looking like I might have a Fallout Boy situation on my hands in terms of tying them for number one. You know, um... At first, I wasn't 100% sold on American Candy when I heard, you know, just a studio album by itself. But when we went to see them live and they played those albums, that just completely changed it for me. Because everything was just, you know, from a completely different point of view, it really made me appreciate the album that much more. So now I'm kind of on that verge of, you know, just interchanging the two. That was such an experience. One of my favorite concerts to date was being able to see Lovely Little Lonely and American Candy in full. Both of those studio albums, in my opinion, are some of their best work to date. So to be able to see a live show where they play both in full was a wild experience. I'm so glad that I got to do it with you, Eric. Yeah, let me just say, Bad Behavior, live, banger, so freaking good. All right, Eric, so seven albums. It's been a roller coaster ride here. Our listeners wanted me to rank these albums, and it was really hard to create a list because I was going back and forth between albums and switching their places, and finally I had to be like, no, this is it. Don't change it anymore. This is the final lineup. So, Eric, are you ready for this? Ready. All right, just like you did it before, I'm going to start out with my least favorite, working my way up to my most favorite main album. Here we go. Number seven, we have Black and White. Number six, we have You Are Okay. Number five, we have Forever Halloween, the deluxe. I have to put emphasis on the deluxe because some of the best songs are off of the deluxe version of this album instead of the regular version. And then coming in at number four, I put Pioneer. Number three, Lovely Little Lonely. Number two, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. I put Can't Stop, Won't Stop at the number two spot because that's where it all started for me. That's the main's first debut album, and that's how I got into the band. And it's just an extremely nostalgic record for me to go back and listen to during the times of 2008, 2009. I was playing this nonstop. So, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, number two spot, and my number one spot, Eric, to no surprise, you already know this, and the listeners, I believe, know this, but it is American Candy. I think American Candy is one of my favorite albums of all time, period. If I were to make a top 10 albums of all time, it would be on there. American Candy by the Main is my personal favorite, and there you have it. Number seven, Black and White. Number six, You Are Okay. Five, Forever Halloween Deluxe. Four, Pioneer, three, Lovely Little Lonely, two, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, and number one, American Candy. Very awesome list. Very awesome. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. And we are officially done here, but we want to know what you guys thought of today's episode. What did you think of You Are Okay? Where does it rank on your list of favorite main albums? We want to hear your list, all right? You guys made me do it, so now it's your turn to do it. What is your favorite main album, your least favorite? Rank all seven. 
feel free to reach out to me at www.musicmattersmedia.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.